Welcome to Solve This Murder, I'm your detective Bill. And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses Danny. We're on part seven of Drowning at the Dinner Party. In part six, we find in the elevator shaft that somebody has stashed a wet security guard's uniform. When Bill demanded to search the phones of the guests, he learned that both Tommy and Carolyn were not in possession of their phones that evening. However, Mandy had not only a phone, but a recording device which she had been using for the entire evening. All right. Try, try um, username H Wallace, password Mandy Patinkin. It works. All right, good. All right. So what you find now, this is going to be, the, the, it's going to be long. There's a lot of boring stuff. This is an entire day's worth of things. So she, sure. ne- she never turns this yeah, thing Yeah, of off. course. So she started it at some point on her journey to here. Mm-hmm. And then played it all through the evening. So you hear her going up the lift, entering the door, greeting the one or two people who were already there. She got there pretty early, so it was yeah, pretty yeah. empty she at that got stage. There, wait, maybe only at one. Five thirty-three. Yeah, exactly. maybe only like one other person had arrived at that point. Oh, that's nice. I can just jump to five thirty-three exactly in the recording. Mm. You see, uh, go. Yeah, it's very nice. So you hear her greeting Hugh, having a bit of a discussion, some preamble about the race. Uh, and then after a little while, you more greetings and all of that, you hear them all sit down to the race. So you also hear before that, some of the things that she's asking are a little bit needling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Just, I love cheating at gambling, don't I? <laughs> well, I mean, that sort of stuff. Like she's almost It's almost as if she's trying to lean into... Oh, you're scared about what's been going on with all of, with this famous people? You heard what happened to this guy last year? Oh, man, it's just coming back up exactly how bad things went for him. Okay. So, just funny little questions. Um, you then hear everyone sits down. The race has clearly started. Everyone mm-hmm. is giving some cheers, some tense little noises, just going, yeah, go on, go on. What's its name again? Fragrance. Uh, oh, its name steepled is fragrance. Steepled Fragrance. Yeah, steepled Fragrance. Go. Yeah. It's been two days. I don't remember uh, a lot of my evidence. I don't remember, but I remember Steepled Fragrance off the top of my head. <laughs> then you do get some interference. Just a little bit of a almost whiteout of both the sound. And then as soon as it comes back, you hear the people on the recording just going, oh, what is this? Oh, no. Okay, the picture's back. Oh, come on. Come on. Okay, good. It's all good. It's all back now. There is one interesting thing you hear and so towards the end of the race. It's mm. really tense. Steepled fragrance is like neck and neck with the other horse. She's going, come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And then somewhere in the background you hear like, but you know what that is because it's not all that far away. It's a noise that you've heard a few times now already. That is, without a doubt, the door being closed, the front door to the apartment. Oh. Wait, so someone comes in right at the end of the race. Mm. We're right near the end of the race, yeah. I'm going to go back and check some of my timelines here. Uh, when was when was Vinny seen? He was seen like just before dinner. So that could be him. That could be fake Vinny arriving. And then you continue listening. You hear some more conversation. You hear her seem to head away from everyone for a little bit and you hear another door very quietly opening. This is the searching of the room. And then some shuffling sorts of noises. Okay. And then after a few minutes, you hear her go, oh, oh, uh, hey, <laughs> good, good evening. Just catching some, um, Rays. quiet. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting back to it now. I had enough. And then you and hear kind of a, mm. Yeah, that, oh yeah, right, because it's not Vinny. 
He doesn't want to say stuff in case people know his voice. He'll be like, Oh, Vinny. Okay. And then it keeps going. Dinner happens not long after that. So you hear lots of dinner noises. It's really unpleasant. There's lots of chewing and slurping noises. It's really nasty. (laughs) Sure. Uh, You hear chair scraping. People do definitely get up during dinner for various reasons. Uh, In fact, uh, Thomas is sitting right next to her and you hear them have a slightly hushed conversation. Oh, I love this. Yes. And he's just going, oh, man, that was bad. That was stupid. Oh, boy, that was stupid. You you don't have a spare phone, do you? Where did Tommy lose his phone? Mandy just says, nah, sorry, sorry, man. Um, He goes, oh, man, I... Oh, well, I hope something as bad happens to Hugh, at least. What? And Mandy just goes, oh, um, sorry. And then other things happen. Uh, You hear someone's phone buzz and uh, you hear Carolyn say, oh, excuse me. And she goes off, take a phone call, comes back. And then it continues until Mandy herself just says, hey, hey, guys. Sorry, Hugh, there's something going on in your pool over there. And Some then kind of corpse? Everything progresses okay. about how you expect. Okay, so so what is Tommy? Tommy had something bad happen, lost his phone, and says, I hope something that bad happens to Hugh. Okay, i got to go talk to Tommy about this. Mm-hmm. Tommy. Yeah. You're a hip young dude. Thank you. Where's your phone? I... Uh, Okay, this is embarrassing. I dropped it. I... Dropped it over the balcony. Over the balcony? Yeah. uh, That's Butterfingers, right? How... How did you manage that, Tommy? Well, I... After the race, um... Went out there and checked my phone and... You know, the cold night air makes your hands slippery and... Oops. Yeah, right? Tommy... Okay, I do think he lost his... Mm. Did you really... It seems strange that a man like you would would do that, right? You gotta be careful with your phones. Well, sure, when they're good and working for you and telling you what you want to hear and... What did you find out, Tommy? What bit of yours went bust? Well, I... What I, bad news made you drop your phone, Tommy? No, no. Yes, sort of. Threw it in okay, a rage. Okay, no. Okay, you gotta understand something. So I joined this group to help teach me about horse gambling. Hmm. And tonight, I I put my trust in them. Uh, I was putting it all on the line. Hugh told me that Steeple Fragrance was totally gonna win. So I put it all on her, and she came second. And that's you know it it stung, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. So I went out on the balcony after the race to get some air and remind myself of that, that it was still all going great. And then I checked my cryptocurrency values. What happened? You hear about it being a volatile market, oh, but no. you don't hear about it going to one-sixth of its value overnight. Oh, how did that happen? I don't know. You, you tell me. That's what's what I'm saying. And... Well, I suppose you could say I dropped it, could say I threw it. <laughs> I, it's all a bit of a blur. And then, well, and then dinner happened, and oh, I 
Look, I was already going through enough, and then this whole murder happened. It was a lot, man. And what did you mean by this? Uh, I hope something bad happens to you. Well, yeah. Well, he, uh, uh, he was clearly stringing me along. He didn't seem surprised at all after the race that Steepled Fragrance didn't win. Hugh bet against his own horse. He trained his horse to lose. Well, no, I, I mean, I think it was just a weather thing. Like, she, she wins a lot. But it's, it's been a consistent sort of pattern, I've noticed. I've been taking their advice, and I've won some little things, but any time it's a big one, their advice has steered me wrong. I have started to notice. They, they think I'm young and dumb and don't see these things, but I did. <sighs> it just happened to go really badly tonight. Okay. Last night. They look like they're, 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 yeah, they're fleecing these people as they bring them in, and it's all there is some weird gambling scam going on. I don't know how that ties into the money, unless the same thing happened to Brendan and Cat. Like that's why they want revenge, or like that's why they're trying to steal from him, because he did the same thing to Brendan when he first joined the group, or Carolyn when she first joined the group. Right? If this is just what he does. To have them lose money and probably betting against them, like changing the, like doing whatever. I'm sure there's a way to profit from that for him. And as revenge, Brendan is now going to try and steal from him, and that's what made, led to the murder. I feel like that could be it. I got nothing that really ties Brendan in, but it just seems so right. I feel like I've got it. Okay, hold on. I, I just want to follow up on this because maybe this is some, something to do with motive. I want to follow up on this idea of like how Hugh treats all the, like the new group members. Like if he's treating Tommy bad as part of this group, he could be doing it to other people. So I want to talk to some of these other ones who are like slightly more tangentially related, tangentially related to the group. Like what if part of this is the reason that, that uh, Yasmin and Rex are getting out of the, out of the whole gambling business. Maybe there's like, it could be tied in. I'm going to have a chat with Rex mm-hmm. again. Cause I really didn't speak much with Rex. I just kind of got, <laughs> Hugh doesn't like me, and that was it. According to my wife, Hugh doesn't like me. Yeah, right. Or something. He's being uncooperative. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on this. Okay. Hey Rex, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that Hugh was kind of being disagreeable. He wasn't wasn't funding your uh, your show oh, than you expected him funding? to. Funding? Oh, did I mention funding? I thought you that said, must he... have been a misspeak if I said that. No, no, it was nothing to do with funding. Uh, it's that the. The network that we're working with, uh, they're more than happy with the idea. They mm. believe in my gifts. I've shown them some incredible things. Yes, your, your horse whispering. Yes, but they believe that their audience will only respond if our first subject is incredibly famous. We, we need a celebrity draw. Oh. Okay, and you're trying to get Hugh as your celebrity draw? Well, of course not. We're trying to get steepled fragrance. <laughs> okay, so Hugh doesn't want you dealing steepled with steepled fragrance. Steepled fragrance would be a would be a great face to introduce to this sort of crowd that would normally, you know, be very much into their gossip and their social medias, but perhaps not in the majestic racehorse. Okay, so and Hugh's to, being you know, recalcitrant about that. Yes, he's not letting you. And speak it's a shame. He and Yasmin are very old friends. She was shocked that such a simple request would go denied. That is shocking. Okay, okay, this and definitely. He was he didn't want the horse in the public eye. What kind of nonsense could that be? 
Did he originally express interest in this idea and recently start to go against it as a concept? Say, within the timeline that all of these H. Wallace stories started coming out? Hmm. I I hadn't put a timeline like that on it, but I suppose the more Wallace articles came out... The less I, the more distant he seemed to become with okay, Yasmin. Okay, because doesn't want the attention because steepled fragrance is a stolen horse. You know, I I don't pay as much attention to these businesses and these scandals as Yasmin does. She might know more about it. Okay, let's get Yasmin in here as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, hello. And Rex, you're high. Yes, well. I. Yes, I haven't moved. Yeah, of course. I want to talk about horse race gambling. Not a wholesome trotting race, no, but a race where they sit down right on the horse. It would help if this was a reference I understood. Would you like to see some stuck-up jockey boys sitting on Dan Patch? I don't know how to respond to this. Make your blood boil? Well, I should say, okay, I'll stop. Um, Yasmin, were you surprised that Hugh wasn't going to let you use steepled fragrance for your new TV show? Oh, you heard about that. Yes, I was very hurt. I... It was one request. I, I haven't made any requests of him throughout our entire friendship. And he would not do this. And what's worse, it seemed like he would. At first, he seemed very supportive. But then the H. Wallace story started coming out. Oh, well, they started coming out a little while ago, but I suppose it was in the more recent times that it started being taken very seriously. Yeah. Do you know anything about how Hugh gets his horses? Obviously, H. Wallace, there's a lot of controversy around poor horse provenance and, and shady business dealings within the horse racing industry. No. Do you think Hugh could have been caught up in any of that? Oh, I would hope not. It, uh, from what I've seen in those articles, it was a lot of people that you wouldn't expect. So it it feels wrong to say absolutely not, but... I would be very sad to find out that Hugh was a part of any of that if he was doing something wrong. Well, I think you might find out soon. This is very unnerving. Hugh is obviously involved in some shady horse stuff. He doesn't want it exposed, which is why he doesn't want Yasmin and Rex to do their show based on his horse. That's why he's refusing it, because it makes no sense otherwise. But all of this seems irrelevant to what's happened in the murder, because the murder is obviously a foe... To me, it seems really clear. Someone is dressed up as the security guard. They have arrived. They have snooped around. Then, when Vinny arrived, they kerfuffled and killed him so as not to be exposed. So why would someone be snooping, essentially? Oh, I, I don't think it's to steal. I think it's to expose. But there's already H. Wallace here exposing. But Brendan, they don't know that. No, they, they wouldn't know that. Ah, who would benefit from exposing Hugh? Who would be searching around? I feel like it's got to be Brendan because he left the party. He was the only one who was unaccounted for and who could have been, and the timeline matches up perfectly. What am I missing here? I'm obviously missing a couple of little pieces. I mean, Hugh would be saying no to having his horse on TV because he knows there's an issue with his ownership of the horse. Because he had a weird thing about how he gets horses, right? Like, he was talking about, doesn't matter about breeding, doesn't matter about this, you just see him, you grab him, whatevs, then horses win, it's all cool. It may be already a famous horse that he's kind of stolen and just renamed, but then the horse racing community would find out anyway when it races, so it can't be too obvious, right? Like, it's not like a TV show would expose the horse as being 
Did you write down what all of the H. Wallace articles were about? Uh, industry corruption, race rigging, unsubstantiated providence, which is what I got stuck on, horse drugging, and horse death. I believe specifically it was uh, newborn foal deaths. Oh, yes, yes. The horse, because it, cause he had a whole thing of being able to like, that's, I remember talking about that on the episode, right? That, that he would see the newborn foals and be like, I know that's going to be a real racer and he'd kill them. But maybe they didn't die. Maybe he was just taking them. Maybe this horse was meant to be a dead horse, but he just took the foal and raised it to be his own. I don't know. How would that be exposed by a TV? This article about foal deaths. The big story that it has uncovered was just from a pair of rural farmers. Nothing to do with the horse racing industry, but that live not too far away. Just very simple, regular, everyday folk who happened to have a horse that had had a baby. And Mm. then, well, it was cute. It was the talk of the town. Everyone loved this cute little baby horse. And then all of a sudden... It wasn't there anymore, and they said, yeah, it's really sudden. Horse died. Yes, and we'll just go back to our lives now. And that's got to be steepled fragrance. So if it gets exposed, they might recognize it? Because they're just random people. They're not related to the horse racing industry. So the exposure that this show would bring, because this is just a TV show about horse whispers. That's not about racing. It would bring exposure. Those farmers might see it. Someone outside, someone from that town, right? It's talk of the town. Someone will discover that that foal is steepled fragrance, reverse Santa's little helper, suburban family suddenly gets the dog owned by the racing guy because they never actually got rid of it. So now I know why he doesn't want to get exposed. Does someone here know about that? How does Brendan fit into all this? Lawyer? Does he represent the family? So, so if Brendan found out about this, right... He's convinced the industry is rigged. Maybe he, this is part of the reasoning, right? He has some idea about this case in particular. He's looking for documents. He's looking for anything that can help link this back. And while he's doing that, Vinny arrives, which he didn't expect. He had no plan for this because his plan was sent the message saying, Vinny, don't come today. And then he killed Vinny. Is that, does that change any of that, I think? I think that's, I think that's it. According to Mandy's recording, what happened during dinner? Oh. Carolyn went off to take a call. What did Simba tell you? That Carolyn didn't have a phone? Wait a minute, what? Okay, hold on. Um, okay, so Carolyn has no phone, but she took a phone call during the dinner. If we scour the house, scour it up and down. You do not find, don't find a, phone? a phone. I'm going to confront Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Carolyn? Yeah? Where's your phone? Uh, I, I don't use a phone. Oh, really? Yeah. I play the MP3 on my phone of her going, bring, bring, bring. I have to take this. Oh, um, I have, yeah, look, this is a bit embarrassing. You've caught really. in the act, Carolyn. This is a bit embarrassing. In, in the shock of discovering the body, I, I dropped it over the balcony. Okay, wait a minute. Where are all these phones going over the balcony? I mean, you haven't really sent anyone to go look. They can find them. Fine. Go find me these two phones. <laughs> you don't really find any phones. You just see some, but eventually with a lot of scouring on the road, there's some rubbishy bits that look like maybe they could have been phones. Why? Carolyn, why? You remember early on when you tried calling a certain number 
Oh, and it went to nothing. And it went to not available. Whose number was that? You had no idea. No, where did I find that number? In Vinny's phone. Oh, the one that he called? Yes. Because it was Brendan. He had Vinny. Wait, no. Where did I find Vinny's phone? In the ensuite. The ensuite. And, and if that was... Yeah, you'd know that Carolyn took a call. So he called... Okay, oh, you're right. Okay, yes. So Brendan had Vinny's phone. I think I've got it all then. I think I can call everyone in. I reckon, all right. I reckon we can do this. Call them in. Sitting on the couches. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Seller. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Solve This Murder. For questions, queries and theories, send an email to solvethismurderpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt of Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.